Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's begin with our Sunday snaps. Tom, over to you. Finn McGuinness is my snap mm. this week. Father-son player at Hawthorne. An interesting career he's had because I think they initially thought that he was going to be a ball-winning midfielder or a flanker, and he's become, well, arguably the best tagger in the AFL. He got Josh Kelly earlier in the year, six disposals, and yesterday at the MCG, he got Nick Dacos, five disposals. Two of them were kickouts. One of them was a kickout. Another two were free kicks. So in open play, in three and a half quarters, he kept Nick Dacos to two touches. It's remarkable. This is a player who's been in and out of the team. And if you look at his other uh, scalps over the past year and a half, he kept Jai Simkin to 14, Took Miller to 21 touches, which isn't that, uh, which isn't, doesn't really tell the full story because Tuke Miller had zero marks and 82 metres gained on that day. Um, and then Jordan Dawson to 15 last year as well. He's a real weapon for Hawthorne in the right situation. And he was at his best yesterday against Nick Dacos, Scotty. You said arguably. Who's, a, who, who's in... I'm just trying, to leave, I'm just yeah. trying to leave myself no, no, out. But I tend to agree because <laughs> there's not an obvious number two, no, if you know not. what I mean, in terms I'm of trying the rolling play. Yeah, you'd have to go through it because time and time again, we hear of coaches talk about not wanting to upset what we're doing is an 18-man team defence we can't afford to tag. But having watched Hawthorne live several times over the last couple of years, Sam Mitchell within games will just change it around. And if someone gets hot in the middle of the ground, Finn might they just put him on yeah. on him. And he does an excellent job more often than not. And it comes with a real level of discipline because it's not easy because players, and you're quite right, Tom, he grew up as a ball-winning player. That's most players' DNA. It's why they're drafted. Yet to go against that, when you get to AFL level, is both hard from a, your traits, but also from an ego point of view. Absolutely. So the discipline to do that is just outstanding, and it's a huge effort. And it really put, I think, and we heard from Craig McRae after the game, it put Collingwood off more than just Finn or Nick. It was where do we put Nick, and what does it, what levers does it pull in other areas of the ground that takes away from what Collingwood were trying to do that they weren't able to do. It became too much of a focus for them, didn't it, in the coaching box? Yes, it did. And it was interesting to hear and potentially just a throwaway line from Taylor Adams at halftime talking about, you know, he's going to have to work through that. That's the next 15 years. Uh, Because you don't want to focus too heavily on it as a team and be talking about that because I think in many ways Taylor's right. Uh, it's It's a badge of honor to be tagged. It means you're a really good player. It's how you work through it. And you just don't want to keep pulling... Uh, him from here and half back, and it was interesting they didn't put him at half back, but rather to the forward line. So who'd they move out of the forward line? That may be more offensive than Nick in order for Nick to go there. So it just upsets. So I think it just upset um, them as well. A little bit like last week, uh, Sharman going to Sicily, or the week before Eddie Ford going to Sicily. It just changes what for Hawthorne what they want to do in the game, and then they have to play slightly different. So I've always believed there's enormous space in the game for a tagger or a cooler if you want to call it that just goes and clamps on because coaching as much as what you want to do is also taking away from the opposition what they want to do if you let the opposition play the way that they want all the time they're going to more be more successful 
So I, I thought Sam Mitchell, and it's not the first time, has planned and executed really well over his short coaching journey. Sarah, what about your snap? My snap is Errol. Errol Goulding is absolutely oh. I, I reckon How good. How good is that? Errol second, isn't he? It's so Toby and then Errol. Oh, such a joyful tune for a joyful player. I just thought he was absolutely sensational last night. Two goals from the 32 disposals. And those two goals were absolutely incredible. How about that one where he's running down the wing, he gets the ball back. I think he had some players open he probably could have passed to, but he stood up in the moment. He said, I'll be the man, and he slots it really coolly from about 45 metres out. This is a 21-year-old kid who was playing with such maturity. He's really belying his age, and he was definitely the standout last night against the Giants. This is someone who was taken with pick 32 in the Mm. 2020 draft, a Swans Academy player, Braden Campbell that year was also selected. He was a top 10 pick. He was allowed to slide Errol Goulden until pick 32. I'll tell you what, if you were redoing that draft, he would go much earlier. He's diminutive. He's only 176 centimetres, but he packs a punch. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to enjoy watching him for the next decade. Scotty, if you're Errol Goulden's manager, you're licking your lips, I reckon. He's contracted to the end of 2024, and I reckon – a long-term deal isn't far away if he continues to play that sort of footy. Without question. Sydney have been prepared to do longer-term deals. Yeah, they have. Players. Nick yep. Blakey, yeah. 2031, yeah. I think mm-hmm. it is. So mm-hmm. I would say if Errol is open to a significantly long-term deal, that that would be available to him because he is so important. I mean, top three or four most important players, best players at the Swans. Yeah. Top couple. He's very He's had impactful. A best I think this year he'd be their best player. Yes, and an All-Australian. He should be. Mm. I think he I would, would have definitely thought. have a spot in the All-Australian team at the moment. I he's think been so too. consistent. I don't think he's had a bad game this year. And you As know, you said, 32 and 2. And they weren't two goals. They were two potential, you know, on Monday when the AFL put out goals of the week, they both could be in there. In a game where you win by two goals. Yeah. No, tight game. What about yeah. your snap, Scotty? Um, friend of the show, Tom, as you described him off air as we... <laughs> ca- as, uh, <laughs> We We've got many friends on this, this show, morning. Scotty. Yeah, we do. Uh, Kyle Langford, mm. uh, clutch. He's kicked bags of five goals three times this year. Uh, without him yesterday, they don't win. They only played one good quarter of football, the Bombers, and that was the second quarter, and he kicked four goals in that quarter. Uh, he sits seventh on the goal kicking. So in and around him is Jeremy Cameron, who a matter of weeks ago we were having the discussion, could he kick 100? Mm. And Tom Hawkins has 47. He's seventh with 45. He has to be. Now, he might not make the All-Australian team because it's a bloody difficult team yep. to make. But he certainly deserves to be in the squad because of the impact he's had and, and the performances he's put together. And you were there yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and he's kicked five goals two weeks in a row. Um, what makes him so damaging? What, what's his best attribute? He's different. So he's it's the matchup. So he's taller. I reckon he's taller than most teams would think. So they go, oh yeah, we'll put someone on his on the same size. He marks better than most would expect in the air. So if you go smaller to keep up with him, because his agility is really good, he'll get you in the air. If you put someone in the air, get you on the ground. So he's a really tough matchup. But he's a bloody clever player. Because within that forward line, you had Peter Wright and others. But he would be at the end of the kick so often, because I think he just reads it a bit better than a lot of other forwards in the comp. That's part of his, his shtick. And most importantly, in a game littered with errors, he was clutch. And yeah. he kicked four goals, one in that um, second quarter. And the shot that he missed narrowly was from about 45 out 
two metres in from the boundary line. And that's part of the story. He kicked the goals, whereas the reason that the door was ajar was big. Phillips missed an easy one and Guelphie missed easy ones and they couldn't put... And, and Peter Wright, who's extremely good kick for goal, I think had three behinds in the first half, all get really gettable for him. So... He stood out in that game for that reason because he finished efficiently. Has something clicked for Carl Langford this year? He's 26 years old. He's been around for a while, but this year by far seems to be his best season. What's changed? By far. I think he started to build a year or two ago that we he'd been in and out a bit. And I think he started to find his spot and feel comfortable at the level. And it's really interesting. We were chatting, weren't we, off air about Jamara. And some of the discussions around him in his first few games yeah. was incredibly unfair. And now we're seeing the player that is befitting of the number one pick. He's a third season tall. And I think for uh, Kyle, it just took that time to get going, understanding his game better, and perhaps coaches knowing best how to deploy him. Because at the same time, I saw him in a couple of games, I think it's St Kilda early in the year, where he'd come off three or four goals a week before and they'd put him to half back. It's like, no, 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 no. This guy's too smart. There's not that many players that are able to average two goals a game in this competition. He's shown that he's one of them this year. Mm. Talent forward of the ball is what can get the job done. How many times do we see teams, they have more inside 50s, but they just don't have talent forward of the ball? And he's one of those players that needs to play there.